Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 66 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fontes, and with me is... Eric Sanchez. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. You got all your, your show topic stuff already? You got to get your notes? I do. Good. This week's show is going to be the sentimental show, we're calling it. It's inspired by a, a new wrestling item I got, which I'll talk about later, which will be the main event of this show. It's got a really sentimental story behind it for me, so I wanted to share that. And I started thinking of other sentimental wrestling stuff, and I'm sure you have some, and I'm sure our listeners have some, and some of our listeners, they, they even were awesome and sent some into us. So I'll read some of those they sent in over the air, the podcast air. Okay. And plus, Christmas is next week, so this is a very nice show, a nice feel-good show. I was <laughs> thinking, maybe it depends how the show goes, maybe at some point in the future we can do like a... Uh, bonus show where we do like a lot live watch along because I'll talk about stuff I got this week too like random that's not sentimental related it's just cool mm-hmm. it um, we'll go into there um, like remember when we used to do the podcast I got this order <laughs> ten years from now I say oh yeah we're still gonna be doing this podcast ten years from now that's my goal episode one twenty. In 10 years, yeah, we're that slow. (laughs) We've only been around for like a year and a half, so it's not too bad. We're like a half year behind for a weekly show. That's okay. Give me a break. I had a kid recently, second kid, who should be sleeping right now. Anyway, back to the show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at PPW Podcast, Positively Processing Podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, and wherever you get your favorite podcast from, we'll feed right into that. If you're an iTunes user and want to leave a review, that'd be great. And if you want to support the show, head to whatamaneuver.net and pick up a T-shirt from us at the Positively Pro Wrestling store. You want to send a long-form note, ppwpodcast at gmail.com. I think that's the propers for this week. Yep. Anything going on wrestling-related for you in the past week and a half since we've recorded our Steel Cage show? No, nope, been busy. <laughs> I watch, you know, I watch Raw SmackDown, um, but I really just don't have time to watch anything right now. What about uh, any wrestling purchases or anything? Nothing. Nothing? Good. No. That's probably good for your wallet. It is. <laughs> uh, I watched Ring of Honor Final Battle. When you were supposed to come over for, you missed a, you went to a family party instead, or, or like your girlfriend's party, or lady friend's party, or something. Yeah, she How wanted was me to go. It, it was okay. You would have preferred watching Final Battle. Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Final Battle was awesome. Great okay. show from top to bottom. It was a really, really good show. Like the four big like main event matches all lived up to the hype. Main okay. event with the this fatal th- or like the triple threat, fatal four way. I forget what it was. Uh, tag team match for the titles. Ladder match was awesome. The, what's interesting though is you notice on a Ring of Honor show compared to WWE show is the production value. Like a WWE, if like a table spot happens or someone hits someone with like a stick or mm-hmm. like the camera doesn't miss it. The camera missed a lot of spots in that match, which kind of sucked. They would have to go to replays and all that, but I get it. They're a smaller company, but they're still owned by Sinclair. So they should have higher 
broadcast quality. But that was the only really nitpick about it other than that yeah. great show. It was a Friday night. I'm like, I'm not doing anything tonight. Let's order this show. And I did. I was glad I did it. My wife asked me the next morning. She's like, how was your wrestling? I'm like, it was great. It was a good show. <laughs> so you had a little uh, party on your own, huh? Yeah, it was That's nice. Good. It was nice. Um, like I said, the show is the sentimental show, which we'll talk and we'll get into in just a second. My wrestling purchases, I guess, for the week, a bunch of stuff came in. <laughs> so this is not something I bought recently. Just I've ordered it over like the past like month and a half, and it's just slowly been coming in. Okay. One, I finally you finally made my superstars covers. Thank you. So I got those in the shelf. They're all set up. Uh, I also got copies of Wrestling Challenge. So I'm pretty pumped about that. And a Coliseum video set, which has some rare stuff on it, like the WBF championships, which I cannot wait to watch. Okay. Remember how bad those were, or never even watched them. No. But you know what it is, right? Yes, the uh, the bodybuilding yes, federation the foundation, whatever it was. My Attitude Era order from Megalopolis Toys came of Austin, The Rock, and Chris Jericho. I thought about getting the Triple H, but it's such a plain looking figure. Like the, it's really the DX one. Yes, it's basically the one where it's it's based off of the Raw after WrestleMania 14, which yeah. I'm going to go back in our archives. We looked at that show, right? Where Triple H is you, you look to your blood. You look to the click, and I'll come back, Spock. You know yeah. that was. I guess that's kind of nostalgic type of thing. But for me, being a pretty conservative figure collector compared to some of those guys out there, yeah, like I've got to be really selective with what I want. I have super early DX when he was just with like Rick Rude, China. He's got the almost like the uh, the blue blood type pants. Yeah, so he was kind of fresh out of that little gimmick and uh -huh. going into the DX stuff. Yeah, and I also got what was really cool. I'm really big into trying to find original live recordings of stuff now lately. Um, somebody I, I finally got hooked up with has all the original pay-per-view broadcast and countdown shows of all the WrestleManias from 4 to 14. So awesome. I'm going to have those. I'm really looking forward to that. Also, I recently just watched this today. It's the main event, the episode where the Mega Powers exploded, their mm -hmm. first ever. And what's funny about that, it was live. And this is not in the network anywhere else. There's a few parts where it gets screwed up, like, it, Hogan's in the back with Liz, like trying to like get her. Like, come, oh God, are you saying, oh God? And they cut to commercial, then they come back. But Hogan doesn't know they're back yet, so he's kind of leaning over, saying, oh God, oh God, oh God. And you go hear him go, brother, you got to give me a, a start ski or something. <laughs> and then they get started, and like they must have told him we're live, and he yeah. went, he goes, oh God, oh Elizabeth, now, oh God. So nice little screw up stuff on there. I like that a lot. Little nitpicky stuff that I like. It's fun. That's pretty famous, though. That wasn't, like, originally aired? No. Okay, because I've heard that story. Well, no, it, it, it was originally aired, but they've since cut it out on future broadcasts. Okay. Like, that would, this was the, like, live version of okay, it. Okay, okay. But in future home releases and on all that stuff, it's not on there anymore. Yeah. But, yes, it's pretty funny. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, what we're going to do. We're going to do the uh, trivia question of the week from, hold on, let me get the theme song ready. Cause we, oh, we, you got it ready? No, I don't. Do you have it? Yeah, I got it. Okay, start it up. Because this is from Collector Derek, who just who sent this in a week late. Come on, dude. And this is, I was told, related to our Steel Cage Matches show. We will see what. All right. I what got kind that. of, you got something. Well, I got the, the YouTube thing, like, do you want to subscribe to this, yes or no? <laughs> like, okay, let's right, hear it. it. Collector Derek. Oh, damn it. You, you got to play it. I'm sorry. I forgot I can't close the, the app while it's playing. Speaking of Hogan screw-ups, we're live, pal. Oh, you got to give me a head start on the uh, the start ski. The start ski, brother. There we go. All right, you ready? 
Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Everyone knows Hogan and Bundy was the first cage match to main event a pay-per-view. For the next 10 Does years... Does everyone know that? <laughs> I, I, everyone I know. knows. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. For the next 10 years, only two cage matches had the distinction of closing out a pay-per-view. What were they? Well, the one which we talked about last week on the Steel Cages show was the Warrior versus Ultimate Rick Rude, SummerSlam 90. Correct. And then the other, and this is a 10-year, like it has to be from 1986 to 96? Correct, yeah. Okay, I was gonna. I was gonna say Austin versus McMahon from No Mercy or from St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which we mm-hmm. also talked about. Um, it's uh, one of an underrated match. One of my favorite ones. It's Bret Hart versus Diesel. Rage in the cage in your house. You got it. Look at that. Love it. And what's we were just we were just talking about this before the show started about how DDP's on Austin show, mm-hmm. and we were like, you're like. You haven't heard it, and I said, don't really bother. You're like, he tells, he tells the same damn story every time he's on the air with the show. He does. He does. Kevin Nash tells the same story over and over again about that cage match of where Bret Hart was trying to say in that match, because if you remember, this was the match before the pay-per-view of Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 12, so Bret was the champ here. Mm-hmm. And the cage match, Bret Hart versus Diesel for the title, and Bret didn't want to take the jackhammer power bomb or whatever because it made him look weak. I, I forget the reason he was. Because then Undertaker was going to come up to the ring and pull out Diesel, and that was going to lead into their program for WrestleMania. So Bret Hart was uh, basically saying, no, no. And Nash was like, and Taker said, mother effort's not always about you. And I was like, if that was all he had to say, if Taker said it, shit, have some Pinot. He drinks wine. <laughs> but I've heard like a million Nash interviews, and he tells that story every single day. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Nostalgia. Not Nostalgia Show. We've done the Nostalgia Show before. Full disclaimer, if you've heard all of our episodes before, there's bound to be some repeats because we are all about sentimental stuff, but this is specific sentimental stuff. You may have heard some of these stories before, but it's okay because it all ties in. I will get started with a listener listener submission. Uh, This is from our friend Rad Chad. He's at RadChad86. And this is, I'm going to read this, what he sent over for verbatim from his Twitter DM. So give me a second here. I'm going to have a nice sip of Coke Zero Cherry to get my palate wet. It's Be- Pinot right now. Shit. Got to drink the Pinot. Mm-hmm. Rad Chat 86, his sentimental wrestling story. And this will kind of get the theme going for what everyone's looking for. He said, I've told this story before, but by far my most sentimental wrestling item is Hasbro Series 4 Bret Hart, Pink Heart version. And here's how he tells it. As a six-year-old and a huge Bret Hart mark, what felt like years went by where my two best friends had the Bret figure and I didn't. It was probably more like a few months, but every day I would ask my mom and dad to take me to any store to find him. They often brought me to stores, but we never had any luck. They would also oftentimes buy me other, another figure, which I appreciated but they knew it was Brett who I needed. And we could all relate to, yeah, these are good, but I want, you know, this is the one I need. Yeah. My figs were always in my room, but one random day I came home from school and in our living room ring, my ring was set up with all my figures around it and Brett mint on card sitting in the ring. What, like, what a moment that is. That's going to be. He said, my mom, this is the best part of the story. <laughs> my mom called Hasbro. Ordered it over the phone, and she said it took forever to ship. It was it was shipped to the U.S. via boat before being transferred by truck. So wow. the hitman coming overseas, and I can't imagine what she paid, but it certainly wasn't retail. 
It was a great day for my parents as they, as they knew it made my day slash week slash life. Yeah. It still does. I love it. His exact figure he has is still worn, loose, the paint's worn off, etc. but it'll always be my, my all-time favorite possession. I can sell a lot of my wrestling and my personal items, but I'll never part with that bread. I'll know, I pass, I'll know I'll pass this love on to my future children so they can experience the love I have for an item, too. So, great story. Like, this has got everything. One, it's got, oh, we're looking for it, and, and that ties in the feeling of you're looking for something. Mm-hmm. I got it. Could you imagine coming home from school one day? Like, this isn't Christmas. This isn't, you know, birthday. This I can't. Is, boom. There no. it is, you know? <laughs> and that will tie into my story. Like, that's why my figure that I have is super special. And this is, by the way, guys, this isn't all figure related. This is all wrestling stuff. So, really appreciate, guys. RadChat86 at RadChat86. Going to be tough to top that story, but I wanted to lead with that because it was a lot of detail and it was, it was great. So, thank you for sharing that. Let's go with your first sentimental wrestling item you have and the story behind it um i got quite a few on here but i will go with uh wrestlemania 14 okay i was doing overnights at service merchandise i was a manager so they had an upstairs office where you could like take breaks watch video cameras and all that kind of stuff and you know just go up there and and print out the uh, planograms and all that kind of stuff for the work so i had brought the tape because i was gonna take my lunch and i would i swear I, i watched that tape Every night that I work for like two weeks overnight. WrestleMania 14. WrestleMania 14. <laughs> and that's really why I, I love the Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold match. To uh-huh. me, it's not only just a great match. It just reminds me of that time period when I was watched that on my lunch. <laughs> and it was really that match that I watched over and over because I thought it was so good. And I don't know. I think I left the tape there one day, and I did. I, I just don't have it anymore. Yeah, but even still, that's was it. This was was this a tape you purchased, or was this like no? A, this was a tape that I recorded that you, because I ordered it. That's awesome. And, and you, you brought it to work. Yeah. So you would watch like a match or two for your break, and like throughout the week, you'd finish the video. I would, <laughs> but then because I would rewind it, I would rewind it maybe for five, maybe like I don't know. 30 seconds, 40 <laughs> seconds, just to kind of watch yeah. that match again because it was my favorite match at the time. <laughs> That's great. And when you were, did anyone else ever come up and watch this with you? Were you alone? Overnight? I was alone. Yeah. <laughs> Eating some chips, maybe out of the vending machine, some Doritos. Probably. Cool range. Yeah, having a little lunch ski. Yeah, a little lunch ski, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great yeah. story. My first one is, this is kind of vague, but I, I'll leave with this because mine will build, I should say. So WrestleMania 13 in 97, I was in seventh grade. I was a horrible, horrible, horrible student when seventh grade. I don't know why. I just just was bad at it. Mm-hmm. And to the point it was so bad that my parents had to get called in. All of my teachers met with them saying, look, Steve is like they're concerned about me because they're like he's he gets the work and he, 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 he knows everything. But he just doesn't do it. Like he's just lazy. And they were I like, was that way too, and, but like, did you? Do you? I don't know if you went to Orland Junior High or Jerling or wherever. No, they. What junior high did you go to? I went to Grissom. Junior okay, high. but still the same district. Yeah. So you had the thing where you all you were with the same group of kids all day. We switching classes, right? Yeah. yeah. So my teachers, they all you know, it was me and six or my parents and six teachers. This is a long roundabout way of saying I was a crappy student. <laughs> so that happened. And this Long was story short. beginning of the, and this was, you know, in December, whenever it was, or November. And my parents were just like, what are you doing? Basically, they weren't like young, like, they're like, what's wrong with you? Type of thing. Like, yeah. you're not, why are you so lazy? I don't know. I'm lazy. <laughs> I think one of the exact quotes the teacher, the teacher gave was, 
if there is a way to not do something, Steve will find it. And I'm like, I, I mean, is that a compliment? Or? <laughs> it is a compliment. So anyway, uh, I, I started kind of shaping up a little bit. You're doing and, some problem solving there. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's still used that to this day. Started shaping up a little bit, getting better. Teachers were giving product support. You know, Steve's getting better. Like, I suck at math. So, like, so I think you really just lowered the bar so low that <laughs> if you did, like, a little bit of work, you were, like, an all-star, right? I mean, that, was, I mean, that, I, that would have been smart, but I was just lazy. Okay. Um, so, anyway, I was doing better, doing better. So, WrestleMania 13 in Chicago at the All-State mm-hmm. Arena. And I don't know if you remember this, but the Ticketmaster used to be at the Dominic's Grocery Store. Like, you'd go to buy tickets there. Yeah. Or at Carson's. Carson's for me. Well, that's where I went by them. I'm yeah, sure they I'm sure it was Dominic's both locations. <laughs> so we were grocery shopping one day. My mom was like, there was like a sign that gets your WrestleMania tickets here. So I was doing better. So mom was like, well, let's go. Maybe we'll, like, well, I'm going to go ask about the tickets. So I did. They only had front row left for like $700. Oh, Mom's yeah. like, yeah, we, you're not getting those. But she, I was so, she was, I felt like so good that yeah. like, man, I did good. Like I was going to go to WrestleMania. I wasn't disappointed because like, even as a kid, I know like, that's ridiculous. I wouldn't yeah. play that much. And so I got to order the, not order the pay-per-view, but I got to go to like the, the black box for my dad's friends to watch it because I was doing better in school. Mm-hmm. So like, it's funny, like such a horrible low. And I think if they would have told me in the beginning of the year, like, look, if you do good all year, you're going to WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. Like that would have been a good, a good incentive for me to go, but I didn't, but that's a nice little, little story there. Yeah. Uh, another one I want to tell is I, I, I arrived like notes on here. It's called bus rides with Rob. So I, I think I told this before on a previous show, my friend Rob and I were wrestling fans and I told the story about going to the video store, like far away to rent survivor series 95. Yeah. And him and I became friends. We were on the bus together. And when we first were on the bus, like we were enemies, like we just like didn't get along. It was just like oil and water type of thing, like just for no reason. And then one day, like I, cause I was always in wrestling always. And this must've been seventh or eighth grade, probably seventh grade. And, uh, he no man i checked the back it was eighth grade it was eighth grade and one day like he was like talking about he started watching wrestling again i was like oh and he was talking about how he used to watch it here's my cue yeah exactly he's like i used to watch it you know and then and this is like on the bus ride home and because we're on the same bus we naturally lived in the same neighborhood and it was like he was like you know i'm thinking about doing this and bro i'm thinking about getting back into it and he was like i want to get this for christmas and we had i had like the wf magazine it was this legacy WrestleMania VH that I have up there. And I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, should I get it? I'm like, yeah, you got to get it because all the wrestlers, you know, whatever. So I have like this memory of like reintroducing wrestling back to my friend and he got super into it. We yeah. were friends for a long time after that and all that stuff. Basically, so sophomore year of high school, junior year of high school or something. Then like he got weird and I went in a different way and whatever. You're, you're a nice guy. I never talked to anybody that just oil and water. Yeah. No. I have another friend that was like that when I was growing up, too. Like I, always, became I, always buddies. Held, I always held a grudge. <laughs> I did. Well, maybe if you, even if they liked wrestling, maybe? Nope. You'd be in there? Okay, nope. okay. Well, no anyway. friend of mine. <laughs> we, we have these, just these memories I have of go riding the bus, talking wrestling, yeah. and going to his house, having sleepovers, watching those tapes, going back and like, even though WrestleMania 2 sucked, like, we got to watch them all in order, mm-hmm. like watching all the tapes. And what we would do is we would find the differences between the calls and video releases and those releases and stuff. It's just yeah. a lot of wrestling stuff. That is I fun like it. though. It is. I like it. Because I, I would rent them from Hollywood or Hollywood, Orland Video, which yeah. is a video store by us. Um, and I would watch, try to watch them in order because I didn't really get really into it until um, 
fall of 1990, SummerSlam 90, like yeah. in that time period. So I had, at the time, it felt like I had so many uh, WrestleManias to watch, but I really didn't. Compared to today, you know, if I had to start from the beginning, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's it was still like a little bit of a job because mm-hmm. I had to watch them and find time to watch them because I was, I was in school and weekends we had to do stuff. But uh, really? it was fun. Yeah. Weekends for me were like videos, like I had my... My three hours like blocked every every weekend. We got to rent to go to the video store either Friday or Saturday. We got to go, right. and my sister used to get so mad because we my parents would like take the upstairs TV. We get the other TV, and they're like whoever like Steve gets to watch his first because I was younger. Yeah. And I my sister would rent like Babysitters Club, which was like forty five minutes. I'm renting Super Tape Two, which is three hours. <laughs> you know, she's like, "What the hell is this torture? Watch it's in there." She still gives yeah. me crap about that. I love it. Uh, what do you got? What's another one you got coming up for? Um, well, what what are the story? games? Video games was always kind of like, I don't know, something they really like grew up. A lot of kids yeah. grow up that way. So um, you've got it up there, the WCW NWO Revenge game. Yes. <clears throat> there was an original, I think it was WCW World Tour yeah. with uh, Sting on the front. It was a PlayStation game? No, that was WCW versus the World. WCW what did World, I say? WCW World Tour. Or, or maybe it was WCW World. It, it, no, what I think it was. It versus the World. No, it was versus the World. So it, you said World Tour because WCW oh. NWO World Tour was the first game for N64. Yeah. So we had a PlayStation, mm-hmm. and I had a friend. His name was Jason. I had two friends named Jason, a friend named John, and a friend named Anthony. So we would always kind of uh, be four of us. So if Anthony wasn't there, John was there. If John wasn't there, Anthony was there. So it was always kind of four of us hanging around. Um, my buddy Jason, he had a PlayStation, and I had a PlayStation, so I had the game. And, you know, they'd all come over. we start playing the game. And this is when NWO and... and uh, Started to get hot and Goldberg. Yeah. So everybody was watching wrestling. So we were doing the video games. It was just, it was a special time, you know, for the four of us just to hang out and have like little tournaments. Like, I don't know, the winner, you know. Yeah. I get you it. You take the winner. Or, like those moments, like just sitting around TV, you're taking off because PlayStation was two controllers unless you had the adapter. So you're yeah. waiting your turn watching, you're picking your wrestler and all that stuff. You can make rules and you, can, right? you can't yeah. be staying because he's the best guy and you're a cheater and all that. Stupid fights. Yeah. I love it. And then when the N64 came out, I bought that. So I had, you know, I had both systems. And the other guys, I think they had both systems too. And then there was the Xbox. But uh, the N64 is probably my favorite system with mm-hmm. the, with those uh, WCW games. And they were just so much fun. I, I got so mad one day because I was like, because I had it and I would play it a lot. Like I was probably the best player. So I got super mad. I made it to like the tournament finals and it was up against this other guy. He was super cocky, but I'm like, he sucks. <laughs> but somehow I guess he was playing it too. <laughs> so we were going, and you know how intense it is when you're, when you're yep. beating somebody, it's like one, two, and you really want that three, but uh-huh. then there's a kick out. Then there's like three or four of those. I was just getting so mad because I'm doing this and they're mm-hmm. doing it back to me. And I'm like, oh, and we're both like, just like one punch from being dead. So he got me, and I was so mad. I kicked my wall, and I put I put a hole in the wall. <laughs> I was just so mad because I really felt like I was the best out of all four of us. Oh, man. But he got the best of me. You were angry, kid, putting people in, going to crushes, kicking walls. I was. Choking your sister out. Choking, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things. Like, <laughs> I'm totally, like, laid back and normal, but then I, like, something <laughs> flips the switch, and I, and I just go, uh you know, ham. <laughs> Good to know. I'll keep that in mind if ever you flip the switch on me. Yeah. Well, you won't know. It's like the you t- keep picking on me every time I come over here. Well, it's like the time. One of these days you're going to go through this table. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even know. Lauren will be like, what happened? And I'll just walk out. Uh, well, I don't I don't hide my emotions. I'm mad you know it or grumpy. 
But yeah, I I, to, I, I tried. I to. had to walk home. I know. <laughs> I try to hide it because I know in like ten fifteen minutes it'll like pass over, and I don't want to be embarrassing, <laughs> like when I'm upset. <laughs> so I've, I've learned that over the years. So if if you were to beat me today, I, I wouldn't kick your wall in. <laughs> I would stew about it for about ten minutes, and I'd be like, "Oh, remember that time I got so mad?" I love it. That's great. It's a nice sentimental story where mm-hmm. you it would started off sweet, then turned it off, was sweet. It turned off furious. Yeah. Uh, let's go to a couple of Twitter follows. This is a couple just, these aren't DMs, they're just tweets, they're a little shorter. This is from Scott E. He's at the pod P00D1981. And he's got a sentimental attachment to the Big Boss Man Series 1 Hasbro because it's the first one he ever owned. So I thought it was the coolest that he came with the nightstick. Accessories were nice. Even now, when you get an accessory, like, ooh, check this out. Yeah. Like, you know, if it comes with a title or if it comes with a slammy or something. Well, there's stuff that I look at, uh, like Hasbro's. I, not that I even buy them anymore, but it's like I keep wanting to buy them, but I just don't pull the trigger. But mm-hmm. if I'm looking at, say, Jake the Snake, it's got to have the snake. Sure. So it's like all these loose figures. So I kind of look at lots, and they don't have the accessories. I'm like, well, I don't want it anyway. Uh, another one we have. This is a, or an awesome one. This is from Hasbro WWF fan. Make sure you're following him. He says, for me, it was playing with these figures as a kid with my sister, meaning the Hasbros. Mm -hmm. I love this part of the tweet, too. I also had the Ghostbusters headquarter, which we shared. I used the fire pole as a WWF accessory. The Hasbros would spiral down the pole and smash the opponent at the bottom. Like, that is, (laughs) I would want to do that now. Yeah. Like, you remember that? Remember the pole? They would just spiral down? I I kind of remember it. You could picture, like, a Hasbro. You could picture Hulk smashing down on somebody, couldn't you? Speaking of Hasbros. We'll get, uh, thank you again for that, um, at WWF, or Hasbro WW fan. So at, it's at Hasbro WW fan, but he's a Hasbro WWF fan. Uh, I found a bunch of the, f- uh, retro Hasbros of five below. Oh yeah, yeah I, I saw that. I got the New Day. I got Mach- I got all of series four. So New Day and Macho Man. I got, uh, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Sami Zayn. Yeah. And Dean Ambrose. And is that it? Uh, did we get anybody else? Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So I was pretty pumped to find all those. Yeah, I was telling my lady friend about that, and she said, oh, she's like, did, did you go to Five Below? And every time she asks me something, I know she wants to buy it for me. Mm-hmm. And I say, no, 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 I don't want them. Because <laughs> I know she's going to buy it for me. You don't want those Hasbro's? I do, but I don't want other people buying stuff for me. Really? Yeah, it just, I don't know. That's just me. I drive my wife nuts because uh, I buy myself stuff. She's like, I was going to get that for you, you especially around Christmas time or something. Yeah. I drive her nuts. Oh, Was she going to get you that Undertaker? No, she doesn't know the story about that. <laughs> I'll, t- I, I'll tell that. I mean, you guys saw the tweet on Twitter that Undertaker has, bro, and that's going to be our main event story of the show. All right. Um, when that came. Oh, it's closing out the show. It's I closing gotcha. out the show, brother. You know, not an steel cage match, I've got to leave the people ha- going home happy. Exactly. Uh, we'll stop talking about that for right now. So another one I have is I always li- I'm a big Coliseum video fan. I talk about that a lot. But I also have a little special place in my heart for the original WWF home video, okay. which came out right after Coliseum Video ended in 97, 98. And when those videos came out, I kind of got reinvigorated because with Coliseum Video ones, they were hard to buy, easy to rent, but hard to buy. But then you can go to buy. And I'm sure you remember this. I don't know if our younger listeners remember. Suncoast Video yeah, I was remember the Suncoast. place to go. And that was the place that had these WWF videos right next to the adult section, which was even more hilarious. There'd be mm-hmm. special interest and there'd be WWF. Yeah. So we collected those, and me and my friend Rob from the bus would go to Suncoast a lot, and we actually ended up talking to one of the guys that worked there that was an independent like wrestler manager. 
and he would give us like the insider stuff because his friend was friends with Pat Patterson or something. So I remember he spoiled WrestleMania 14 for us. Uh-huh. He's like, you guys want to know what's going to happen? We're like, yeah. He's like, well, Michaels has to retire and Tyson's going to turn good guy. We're like, that is, that's not going to happen. Then it happened. We're like, <laughs> oh my God, this guy knows yeah. everything. But we would go up there and talk wrestling with this guy. You know, we're in eighth grade. He's 17 or 18 or whatever he was. And we, my friend used to call him the hippie because he had long blonde hair. And I, his mm-hmm. name, I think I called him Todd because that was his name. But, like, I couldn't believe it. Like, we were, <laughs> I called him by his government name. <laughs> yeah. But it's looking back now, I'm like, man, it's kind of weird, this guy talking to these kids. But he's just being nice to us and kind yeah, of entertaining trying us. Trying to make but, a sale. But when you're a kid, too, you'd go to the mall and you just you'd loiter and you'd mess around. You didn't have a cell phone or anything right. like that to do. So you'd go yeah. and hang out. And that's like a nice little sentimental memory I have is going there and getting these tapes and looking at them and he would let us buy the tvm tapes like the dx tape Ooh. you go to best buy you're not getting that you go to nope. some close video i like so that was the place to go to to get your tvm not porn he wouldn't sell us porn but oh. he did sell us the wrestling tapes i like those Any a lot. playboy lingerie specials yeah right <laughs> that's softcore stuff get yeah. out of here Hey, you were a kid. You would have liked it. That's true. I would. I, the classy stuff. I mean, you were probably so. watching through the uh, the wavy lines. <laughs> Scrambled? <laughs> yeah. I probably was. So what else you got? That's not a little, little sentiment, a little memory for me. Um, one of my favorites, and we've talked about just this show in, in general in WrestleMania 7, but 1991 Royal Rumble was the first pay-per-view I, I was able to order. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just loved it. Like. You just watch the countdown show and you got your order in. And we used to have Jones inner cable before all the conglomerates like, yeah. bought everybody. So you out. would have to call them up. Would you call them earlier or like <clears throat> right before the show started? I would call them probably earlier in the day. And then I'm just hoping that it comes through. Like, sure. it, it's probably messed up before. Yeah. And maybe it messed up afterwards. But I remember the countdown watching that and I'm like, okay, please come through. Cause if it doesn't, then you got to call and get a refund, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So just, I don't know, just the anticipation of waiting for the show to to to, to start. Were you watching with your sister or just by yourself? Um, it was my mom and I think my sister. Yeah. And, I mean, this is just, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it was just me, my mom, and my sister. And it was just awesome. It came on and it's just like, oh, my God, you know, this is live. So now this is like a show that you could still pop on at any time and watch oh, it yeah. because of that. Yeah, like I love the show. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It was just live, and I'm there, and everything's just like happening, and it's there's no spoilers, there's no internet, there's no magazines like spoiling stuff. So mm-hmm. everything that happened, all the results and surprises, was just like right then and there. So I try to stay away from spoilers now, just because I want that experience of seeing something right my, with fresh eyes, not to already know what's going to happen. So, or even like a, a an inkling of what's going to happen. Yeah. So I I see headlines, and a lot of it is like may this or if this, and so I. I mean, it's kind of dumb anyway, but I, I did read him because <laughs> it's like it's wrestling, so I kind of want to know. But I don't know. I'm getting to where I don't want to read them anymore. Mm-hmm. I get it, uh, but I do also get like your first big sh- like one of my first pay per views I watched Survivor Series '91. Like that's like yeah. the show for me to go back and watch. And I've talked about that show a million times, just like we talk about so many seven million times. It's the yeah, show, right? We've 90, all got 91's that. a good year. We've all got that. Uh, this is another one. This is another DM t- uh, from Twitter. This is from James Frank. He's at Jimbo in the booth. Good Twitter handle. He's got a couple things he sent over. He sent over um, a autographed Hasbro. He met the Ultimate Warrior and have him drew his symbol on the figure, which is pretty cool. And then the Sting was the first wrestler he ever met. And poor kid, he's got this KB Toy Signature Series Sting. Before he knew about paint pens, he's got a Sharpie. 
That's okay. There. It is okay. I don't think paint pens existed then. Exactly. I do like the photo, though. It's an awesome picture of him and Sting there, Sting signing pictures. And plus, it's KB Toy, so even better. Mm-hmm. And this is great. And he worked with X-Pac and dressed up like him. So check this out. This picture he sent. Um, he oh, looks awesome. just like Xbox. So guys, you want to follow him at Jimbo in the booth. Tweet him to like say, let's see the picture of Xbox at yeah. Jimbo in the booth. Follow him. And yeah, he's got that awesome picture. I loved it a lot. <laughs> uh, what else you got? What's another one you have besides that? And then we'll go to, did you go just a second ago? Yeah. Okay. You can go again. Talked about Royal Rumble. You can go one. again. I think one of the, the more recent ones is, um, the shows that we would go to, the Rise shows. Yeah. It was just like fun to get there, to walk up, not really knowing what to expect. Yeah. And then you walk, and it, it's just like a, I mean, it's like an indie show, really. But it's also like a little um, flea market type vibe. Like there was a bunch of people with their tables and merch like all over the place. Yeah. And I mean, there's wrestlers, like some wrestlers that I recognize from uh, Impact Wrestling, TNA. And, yeah, you were like, tell me, like, that's this person. This is this person. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. So, <laughs> yeah, and I know. It's kind of nerdy that I knew them all. It, and you didn't, so I kind of just. You felt like for once you knew more than me I about did. wrestling? Okay, I, cool. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just so fun to see them, like, in person. And the Rise shows, if you don't know, are, are, are essentially female uh, wrestling shows. They're. Rookies, essentially. Yeah. They're training. They're learning it's, how to wrestle. It's basically the Rise kind of tries to feed these girls into Shimmer. Like, if you're yeah. good in Rise, you can make it to Shimmer. So, right. And there's girls that I think, in, in, as far as you guys don't know Shimmer, pretty much a lot of the girls in the WWE roster now went through Shimmer. Becky Lynch did. Natalia did. Asuka did. Ruby Riot. Like, yeah. the list goes on and on for people that went through Shimmer. Yeah. So, and some of the Shimmer girls will kind of downgrade and be part of the show yeah, to like, help work with the other ones. Like Rosemary, she's in a big storyline yeah. too, so yeah. she'll go back and forth. And just from uh, a shimmer lore, so to speak, there was uh, you know, a couple of ones, and I, I, I'm on the spot right now, but cheerleader Melissa was really one that I've kind of, I don't know, knew about for about four or five years, maybe longer. Uh, Madison Eagle, so all these other names I kind of got familiar with from yeah. Shimmer are part of this. I'm like, this is so cool. And then, you know, we're it's, there and it's, it's, it's a small building. Though. Yeah. It's like maybe, but what's funny is they draw a good crowd. Oh, they do. It's sold out. Yeah. It's a good crowd. And the second one we went to was even more people. So mm-hmm. it was like super packed. It's just really fun. And it, it, like, I think back to those times, it's just so much fun to like, well, March 29th, they're coming back. We should go again. Okay. I was going to text you that because I just saw like something came through. So we can go again okay. to Rise. But just the them. setup. Like I just like the setup and the stage and the there's entrance. Beer, how they there's come beer up. to buy if you want. Get some yeah. cheap beer. It's, right. it's a good time. A couple bags of chips yeah. <laughs> and a hot dog maybe. Yeah. I think I got a hot dog last time. You just like go in the back to like the cafeteria, serve yourself. It's it's yeah. a fun. Indie wrestling's fun in general, but these Rise shows are like really well. Yeah. They're like, it's kind of fun to me because Rise is like we're professional, but we're still a carnival here, you know? Yeah, and they had that uh, Tom Pritchard. Like, he's, yeah. he's training with them. Yeah, and or now, training them, not yeah. training with them. <laughs> he's not a worker. <laughs> um, and just the little storylines it did with the referee and Rosemary and, you know, those other people. Uh, Ain, what's her name? Du- well, she goes Dust. by Dust, yeah. yeah. She's always Sky's her regular name, which is not in the story, but she goes by Dust. And yeah. um, the latest story, because I follow them on Facebook, mm-hmm. the latest storyline is now like Delilah Doom sacrificed herself to join Paradise Lost, so now she's with Paradise Lost. Okay. So that'll be kind of cool to see. We'll check that yeah, out, right? Yeah, that'll be fun. it be good times. March 29th, we'll check out Rise. Indie wrestling, and oh, I like that it's more recent one you, you chose there. And yeah. I'll, I'll bring up a recent one. So this WWE, WWF Attitude Era belt's on my wall up here. This is the first belt I've ever owned or whatever. And my wife bought it for me. And this is the one time she was able to somewhat surprise me. 
because I always talked about, like, I'm going to buy a belt. I'm going to buy a belt. Mm-hmm. Never did. Never. Cause I, yeah, but she asked you, like, what would you buy? Y- yes. She goes, which one? I said, well, I'd either get the Eagle one, like the Winged Eagle, or the Attitude Era one because those are just the belts I grew up with. So those are the ones I would yeah. get. So one day I was home. My wife came in. She got this, like, she came home from work after me. She got this big ass box. I'm like, she's like, oh, well, I guess you can have this now. I'm like, because like, I saw it. And like, I opened That's a presentation it. Yeah. for you. <laughs> I and guess I op- you can have this. I opened it up. I was like, oh my God, you didn't. And I pulled out the bag and like, I opened it up. I'm like, and I was like really excited, but incredibly guilty because I knew how much these things cost. And mm-hmm. I, like, I literally told, like, kept it in the box for a good week contemplating if I was going to keep it or not or make yeah. her return it. Eventually I kept it and it, it's up displayed and all that stuff too. So. I, this is like a really sentimental thing. It's something my wife got me and something she knew I wanted. And she did really good by going above and beyond and getting something before I bought it for myself yeah. and all that. So that's a nice little, little recent sentimental thing And you should me. be glad you still had that because if you returned it, you'd be like, oh, I remember when I had it. I shouldn't have returned it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We've all been there before. And uh, speaking of stuff, we've all been there before. We talked about this before on a show, so I'll kind of leave it brief. Mm. Go to the grocery store with your mom and get in those wrestling magazines. You know, Loved them. you got to, you, when you're, cause you're a kid, it's kind of boring in the grocery store, but you got to go cause you're too young to be home by yourself, but you're too old to be like entertained by something like the grocery store by just going out. Yeah. So you're like, you know, you go by the magazine, I like, mom, could I get this? And she says, yes. But like nine times out of 10, my mom said, yes, getting these magazines. I think that's one of the reasons I went cause I knew I could get a magazine yeah. <laughs> or a candy bar. It was like one or the other, but I would obviously get the magazine. Sure. If it was new, if I went like the next week and it's still not a new one, I would get a candy bar. <laughs> well, I would get, cause I would get either PWI, Personal Illustrated or WWF. Cause what's funny is I thought PWI was cool because it showed wrestling I'd never seen before. Yeah. Like, it would show ECW and, like, WCW guys I didn't know and all that, too. And I like that they had, like, the top tens from around the world. So I'm like, okay, I know WWF, then there's ECW, WCW, like, All Japan, like, all these other things, uh, promotions. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. I'm like, maybe I've seen that guy or whatever. Then I would kind of, like, build these little dreams of crossovers. Like, you know, yeah. what if Sabu came into WWF? and mm-hmm. When they were teasing Taz being the ECW guy coming into WWF, I really was hoping it was Sabu because as okay. I was reading those magazines, I got into him. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's, he's pretty cool. Like, I want to see him. Yeah, but just the just the the feeling, I can still remember it. Like the fluorescent lights in the grocery store. I mm-hmm. can picture the aisle it was in the Jewel, which was the grocery store around here, and the part of Albertsons if you're somewhere else out there. And it was just a very sentimental feeling. Was it the feeling. old Jewel? It was the one ninety fourth Avenue. Yeah, but it's had two. They rebuilt it. Like the I'm closet. sure it was the old Jewel. Okay. I'm sure it was. You know, it was in the early 90s, yeah. in mid-90s. I'm sure it was the old Jewel. But, yeah, just walking down that aisle and getting that magazine. And I was like, if you're reading, whatever, that's fine, as long as you're reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to what you got. Another one is my first WCW show because I went to – no, I, I did – this is my first wrestling show, like really live okay. wrestling. Like, um. 17, 18, I went with some people I worked with. And it was just so much fun to find. Was it, it, a, was it a Nitro? Was it, it was a, a Nitro. Okay. So I'm trying to think. Service merchandise. I'll say the names. Nobody's going to know who they are. But Musa, if you remember Musa, yeah. he went. Uh, Karen, she went. And Carrie. Okay. So we kind of, I, I was kind of cool because it's like, okay, um, 
four of us, two guys, two girls going to a wrestling show, and they were into it too, or they really wanted to go. So I got yeah. tickets right around my birthday too. So that was something I wanted to do. Did you go to Carson Perry Scott to pick those tickets Probably. up? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And just getting there and walking in, it was just so, like the energy in that building, because NWO was like on top of the world. I can only compare it to like what Bullet Club was about a year ago. Yeah. Like just the energy in that building when we went to go to that, uh, that Ring of Honor show. Yeah. Um, it was just insane. Like, and then I, NWO's music is hit. And is this when Rodman was there Rodman too? Rodman and just everybody's coming out. It's just like, this is so awesome. Yeah. But that feeling of the first show is something you'll yeah. never, you're like, I'm in. And I was on, not, not the camera side. I was, you know, when they were talking, I was looking at their backs. Yeah. So they had said something. So towards the end of the show, um, just garbage is going all over the place. Yeah. It's not just in the ring. Like, it's going all over, like in the stands. Uh-huh. It's coming from over my head and over this and just everywhere. Because just, people are trying to throw it into the ring. But sure. Obviously. Not making it. <laughs> I was just your little paper tray for your hot dog. Is it going to go all the way from, you know, section 410 all the way to the ring? <laughs> but it was just insane, like the heat that they had. And because they were so cool, like I Were you throwing stuff? No, I thought they were awesome. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. I don't know. So these girls are coming with you. What are they thinking? They loved it. That's awesome. And I had recorded it on VHS. So when we got back home, like he had to go home because he had like a curfew. Mm-hmm. Musa did. But the two girls, like, we went in my room, we were watching the tape of what we were already at, and we are watching what we just saw. So <laughs> it was still, I don't know, it was just a fun night. I like it. That's great. I love the first the first live show. Yeah. It's always a good one. Let's go to Twitter for another um, story. This is from, a, from one, his name is Eric Barnes, at Eric W. Barnes. He says, hey, I saw a retweet featuring your podcast, and if you folks still need items to talk about, here's what he has. I have a photo of the entire crowd of WrestleMania 3 signed by 23 wrestlers slash managers that were featured at the event, which is a cool enough item, you know. <laughs> yeah. So the real story is that this was given to me via Secret Santa on the Figure 4 Weekly message board from a man I've never met in person during the one, of, one of the lowest periods of my life. It hangs proudly on my wall. So he goes, let me know, this part, you know, editors, he said, let me know if you want to talk about it, which I obviously do, I told him, okay? Yeah. And he goes, "This, thank you for allowing me to relive this memory. So that's a really cool story, Eric. And, you know, when you're at a low point and someone gets you something like like that, you know, this is, it could be anything, but with us it all comes back to wrestling. Yeah. And that's awesome. You know, we've all, we've all at one point or another been down or about something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some of us a lot more than others, or some of us there's actual depression, some of us there's actual mental health issues and all that stuff. But it's still important to get help. And when you get it from a stranger, from like at a like, you know, it's like people aren't doing it just to kind of be passive, nice. They're actually genuinely trying to be like cheer you up, and that's really yeah. cool. And that's what this story from Eric provided for us. So really cool story. Like I said, the item itself is awesome, but the story that goes along with it's even better. So thank you for sharing, Eric at Eric W Barnes. Follow him on Twitter. Another one I have here. This is um, I'm gonna skip skip around. So you talked. I told this story before, so I'll tell it again really quick. So WWNWO Revenge came out. That was like the best video game ever for N64. Yeah. And then Nintendo 64 released WrestleMania 2000, which was basically going to be revenge with WWF wrestlers in it. Yeah. So being big WWF fans that we are, we're like, we got to get this and all that stuff. But I didn't have a 64. I had a PlayStation. My friend Eric, other Eric. Had a 64. So he pre-ordered it at GameStop in the mall. 
And we were talking about it at school all day, talking about it. And this is like came out like a Tuesday or maybe even a Friday or something. And he was like, I'm going to get it right away. I'm like, okay, I'll meet you at your house. He's like, okay. I like, I was so like excited about it. I couldn't wait. Yeah. I went to the mall and like met him at the mall. He didn't know I was going to go there. He's like, what are you doing here? Like he was walking out with the <laughs> Did game. Did you ride home. your bike there? Yes, of course. And uh, he was like, you know, I was 15 or I think at the time, maybe 14. Yeah. And I was like, well, I wanted to make sure we got it. You know, I didn't want to <laughs> make sure we got it. <laughs> exactly. And I want to make sure we went home and played the hell out of that game. It was it was a great, great It was a day. fun game. I loved that game because I felt like I finally had a really good WWF game. Yeah. Like everything that came before that was okay. Like Nintendo was kind of okay. Super Nintendo was meh. But that was like my first like. It was the it, best. It was WWF. the same engine as WCW, but I loved it. Like it's I think, the, I think the colors were were better. Like just yeah. graphics, it was a little sharper. Yeah, well, graphics or whatever. It's the gameplay. Yeah. It was awesome, and they they did add music to it, which was hilarious for cartridges because it sounded like what we play off our phones on the podcast here. It sounds yeah. terrible, but it's still got that but sentimental it, it feeling was, uh, for top you. Top of the line back then. Kind of. It wasn't top of the line because PlayStation came on discs, so the sound quality was actually good. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I'll, I'll kind of piggyback into that. So this is a story about uh, WWF Attitude for PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. I told the story before about how my mom got it for me at KB Toys. And if you want to listen to that, I think it's on our video games episode. You can go back and listen to that one. Where basically I got someone's pre-order <laughs> on it because they were sold out. But I was like, what about that one? I was like, okay, sure. And later yeah. I realized, oh, I got someone's pre-order. Um, so that's sentimental to me that my mom went out of her way to get it for me for just because she was being nice to me at the time and not, the, not just saying she wasn't always nice to her, but that particular time at KB Toys, it was a great moment to get that game. Yeah. Another thing that goes along with that game is, so my friend Brandon, who I grew up with, and I'm still really, really good friends with, um, his family, his sister, um, who has a couple of kids. One of them is my daughter's age, or her daughter and my my daughter are really good friends. And their mom, and basically, she was like kind of like our other mom growing up, and same with her, his dad too, and his family. Like it was like a separate separate family. Yeah, they go over for Christmas and all that stuff. He was someone I grew up with just from the time I was in third grade till um, when he passed away a few years ago. And he didn't like wrestling. We had like so much other stuff in common. We never watched wrestling. And when that game came out, like, he was a huge video gamer. Like, from the time he was, like, two or three, he was playing Legend of Zelda. Like, he was really awesome at video games. So he's like, well, it's a video game I'm in type of thing. So he rented this game. And through that game, like, I got him into wrestling a little bit through the Attitude Era. So we would play it in his room. And, you know, we would uh, would do the creative wrestlers and the custom wrestlers and all that stuff. And I remember the Rock character did, like, a kick, but he did, like, a jumping kick. My friend called it a fairy kick. He's, like, uh-huh. fairy. He, and, like, we'd be in school. He'd be, like, fairy kicks, fairy kicks, and be doing those stupid, goofy <laughs> jumping kicks and all that. And it was just a – I just have memories of being in his room just playing that game over and over again. And, again, it's nothing like a crazy, awesome game, but it was just something that it led my friend that I grew up with and all that into my other world of, of wrestling. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a fun little story. So what you got? What's the other one you got? Well, I think that's how the that uh, the PlayStation, the WCW versus the world. Yeah. Because, I mean, my other friends, they weren't into wrestling. Okay. But through that and then, you know, just, I guess, me talking about it and then other people at school talking about it, they got into it and that just became something that we all, you know, could talk about too. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I have is... is, is, is uh, so around 2012, 2013, NXT used to be on Hulu. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, on I remember, WWE I remember, Network. Yeah. 
And the girl that I was with, her, one of her favorite bands was Coheed and Cambria. So she kind of liked wrestling, and I was kind of just getting back into it because I was, I was more... CM Punk kind of brought me back into it, so I wasn't watching all the time. But because I had Hulu... And Coheed and Cambria, Welcome Home, was the intro. And it was such a badass intro because it just reminds me of that time of, of just her favorite band. That int- that song is amazing. Um, NXT being on Hulu with like the original like Cash or Sonos run. Um, I'm trying to think about Seth it. Seth Rollins was there? Yeah, or? I mean, they were all there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, pretty much anybody that's on the main roster okay. was down there. Okay. Um, it, it was just fun because then we would get into it, and then because we didn't have cable, like because I, I would get uh, Netflix and uh, yep. Hulu and that kind of stuff, it just made like watching TV like I don't know like more special, like things that we would like want to watch together, like we would watch. But NXT was one of them, and I just really liked that original run of it. Okay, well, I like that. You took a memory of music and wrestling, getting kind of like hybrid off of mine of taking something that someone else likes and bring you into yeah. re- like dragging people into wrestling a little bit. Yeah. And I think I kind of got my wife Lauren into it a little bit by like, she kind of started getting into it more when the girls were involved, like the woman's evolution type of thing. Yeah. Like when WrestleMania 32, like Charlotte and Sasha and Becky, she was like, so now she's kind of in because of that she loves to watch the girls and Penny, my daughter likes to watch the girls too. Like, yeah, we were, I mean, we both like punk, um, AJ Lee, um, Cesaro. I remember calling him big nip Cesaro when he, <laughs> when he first started coming up and yeah. I don't know, just that time period was, was fun. How many more do you have? Cause I've only got my one more. We've got another one from Twitter. Uh, I don't really have too many. Okay. Go, you can go rapid fire what you got here and I'll bounce off of that. When I went to my, uh, Mexico for a honeymoon with my ex-wife, there was, and this is a I, good memory. Or yeah, good? yeah, yeah. Okay, good. No, I mean, there's, there's no bad feeling. Yeah, it's just what it is. Just split. So. Right. <laughs> um, I remember one of the things I wanted to do in Mexico was to see like a real like wrestling match, like a lucha match. Okay, I've never heard match. the story. Let's hear it. Awesome. So we were there, and we went to um, Puerto, Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, where the predator was shot. The movie, I, I guess. Yeah, in the jungle. Um, so I was, I was looking, it, it's like all inclusive. So it's like a big resort and there was like a little club there and it was just, they call it the disco down there. So we went to the disco on the on nights and stuff like that. And then there was like a poster for wrestling, but I didn't know what town it was in cause it was in Spanish and then I could kind of understand, but it was too confusing for me and it was probably going to be too far and I didn't want to like venture too, too far away from the resort. Um, but we did go down probably like four blocks away. There was like a flea market. And they had Lucha Mask there. I'm like, well, we got to get Lucha Mask at least because, I mean, she knew I liked wrestling. So we got the Lucha Mask that were, I would say, kind of matching, just like the styles of them. So I thought that was a fun experience. I'm kind of jealous you got to do that. <laughs> you could see actual Lucha <laughs> in Mexico. That's awesome. So the, the flea market part, when, when there was a beach there, there was a guy walking around with like 40 hats on his head. He's walking okay. around the beach selling them for like, he was saying $30, $30, and I offered him 20 He's uh-huh. like, okay, 20 bucks. We went to the flea market. The different hat, those hats were like $5. I'm like, that son of a bitch has really got a, a little scam going. He's a flipper. Like, I, I like, I'm calling all these people out on Facebook that are buying these figures from five below. Like, yeah. these retros, like 20 bucks. I'm like, like, these are five bucks, you jerk. Kind yeah. of flip these. These aren't rare figures or anything. They're still out there. Right. I love it. Uh, let's go to Twitter here. This is a really good story. And it's from Nate, and he's at Ring Skirts. He had a story also a couple weeks ago on a wrestling belt show why the million-dollar belt is very sentimental to him. So go back and listen to that one on wrestling belts. Can you buy that? Yes. Like a replica? Yeah, WWE shop. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Check that pop. Pop in peace. That was yeah. good. 
Okay. This is at Ringskirts. I'm sure you're following him. He is tells this story. I grew up in a small, isolated area where there were few shopping options. I could never find the Hasbro ring, so I had to settle for a knockoff one that had red, white, and red ropes that triggered my 10-year-old OCD. It triggered my 34-year-old OCD. <laughs> I'd hunted for years but could never find the blue ring of glory. My friend's dad decided to take us skating on a trip to Canada. He grew up near the border. Instead of, instead of skating, parentheses, this guy was flaky, <laughs> we went to the mall. In a store, which I don't remember, in a Canadian mall, I freaked out with glee and shock as I clutched the glorious blue Hasbro. This store has it. Yeah. You know, whenever you travel, you got to check out the stores. Like, they got different stock than my local stuff. Oh, right. Somehow I convinced his dad to buy it for me, and my mom would pay him back. I can't imagine that conversation. Like, okay, hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, mom will pay you back. And I'm like, okay. And that plan miraculously worked. I thanked him profusely on the ride home. He said the way I reacted to seeing it on the shelf, there was no way he was going to let me leave that store without it. <laughs> the ring is filled with Hasbro's in the Wrestle Cave to this day. It's wow. awesome that he still has it. That's yeah, great. That's nice. But man, could you imagine that? Like, go, when you were a kid, did you ever like? I don't know about you. Like when you were with other kids' parents, like, yeah. did you have like a close relationship with any of them, or was just kind of like they're just their their mom um. and dad? I wouldn't say close, but my friend Dan, like, I, I was more friends with him, and his parents knew me, mm-hmm. so I, I felt, I wouldn't say, like, super close with them, but I think if I was out and I asked them to get me something, they might. <laughs> like, I wouldn't feel bad asking them to get me something, because yeah. I would pay them back. <laughs> but, like, being a little kid, like, okay, here's my plan. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that, but kudos to Nate, kudos to Ring Skirts. I have a plan. It worked. I'm really glad he still has it to this day, too. <laughs> so what else you got? Um, the last one I have is 2014. I got into pops just by accident. I wanted like to kind of start over with new collections. And, uh, the first ones that I saw was a stone cold Steve Austin and the CM punk. It was on Amazon. So I didn't really know about mint condition boxes uh-huh. and all that kind of stuff. I just wanted the figure and display and that's all I wanted. So I bought those and then they came in. I'm like, Oh, these are kind of cool. And then I'm like, well, let me see what else is out there. So there was other stuff, and I found um, there was the Triple H and the Rock. Yeah. It was all the first series. Sure. So then I got those, and I had no idea about exclusives, store exclusives, um, that kind of thing. And then I had got, like, Thundercats and a couple other things. And I don't know. It just started from there. And then I think back, like, those, the, the CM Punk for sure is, like, at least 80 to $100. Mm-hmm. And I got it on Amazon for, like, 7 um, <laughs> You're like, why did I buy 10 of these? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of situations like that. But uh-huh. I don't know. I just remember getting it. And they were really my first ones that I wanted. And they were wrestling in, like, old 80s cartoons. <laughs> Do you have the CM Punk pink trunks one from Hot Topic? I don't. Does no. it drive you nuts that you don't? No, because I really like the Chicago color one. Okay. Like, I don't really care for the pink one. The only thing I think I would care about is if it's because of the value, but... How much does the pink one go for? I in box? I almost like 200 now. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy. Oh, but man. then I remember when it was like 100, and I'm like, that's still too much. But now it's almost 200. I'm like, I should have bought it at 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these. I'm waiting for the bubble on these Funkos to pop, but it just seems like they're cranking more out. I just saw they today are. that they're going to release the Office ones. Yeah. I got to get all those. <laughs> right. It, people have been saying that. They keep comparing it to Beanie Babies. They said that in 2014, 2015, 2016, 17, and 18. Everybody says it, but it hasn't happened. Because you could make them out of any – like, I wouldn't – there's making stuff I would never think – yeah. To make them out of. Like, they have Wayne's World ones that are rare, apparently. Like, where children ones. I like, could just... Yeah. Because they tie into 
a couple different markets of people. They tie into comic book fans. They tie into nostalgia people. They tie into kids. They tie into Disney freaks. They tie into all that stuff. Yeah. What I cannot believe they don't have a Nickelodeon license yet. I think they do. Then why the hell are the Doug releases the Disney Doug and not the Nickelodeon Doug? Oh, ones? I don't know. Get on that for me. I don't. I didn't know there was a difference. Yes. There, <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Disney Doug can go f himself because it was on ABC. Nickelodeon Doug was the Doug. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, so I'm getting hot here. Take it easy. <laughs> what about uh, like Rugrats? Do they they don't have those, do they? Mm, they they probably do. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Let me Google really quick here. There's a, a couple like Nickelodeon shows or shows that were like five years after my heyday. So I don't. I kind of remember them like being popular, but I don't remember watching them. Rugrats. I mean, I know SpongeBob, and they've got uh, what's the other one? No, they exist. Ren and Stimpy. No, Rugrats exist. Funko Pop exists, but that just drives me nuts now because why the hell aren't the Doug ones? All right, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> getting angry over here, brother. Yeah, yeah, Startsky. All right, so let's go, let's wrap up here with my story about this Undertaker Hasbro that's displayed the main event mint on card in a. Uh, Case the guy included that protective case with it for free. The guy bought it from. Okay, oh that's nice. So I've told this story somewhat before, but didn't tell the full story, kind of. Right. So when Target first opened around here in ninety three or ninety four, it must have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a grand opening, and but they had a grand opening pre event for employees. We didn't know that because when we were in Orland Park, you know, this Orland Park has been building up slowly over the years, and more and more stories. So Target's is big store we see it we see it being built for like months and months and months and finally my mom were driving one day at night must we probably went to jewel or something maybe i got a magazine yeah and we see oh there's cars in the parking lot they must be open so we pull up to the store we walk in and the guy's like oh this is for employees only it's friends and family like employee night before the grand opening and it's like a special thing for them and i'm thinking like oh no big deal my mom she goes oh uh, my daughter works here I'm just like thinking, like, she doesn't work here. What are you talking about? <laughs> shut, I didn't say anything. I shut my mouth. Yeah. Friends and, then, and family, that's her in. And they were like, what's her name? And I was like, when my mom, I remember my mom like talking to this guy for like, because he was like, definitely was skeptical about yeah. the situation. But then like he looks down and sees me, this kid, and she's, he's just like, okay, just come in. So the best part about this was. So he knew your mom was lying? <laughs> I don't know if he knew, but like there's sort of like a line of people behind us because. And at the same time, Target has a lot of employees. Yeah. They do. But this is like a brand new store when it opened. Yeah, which I'm sure they went on a hiring spree just to get it set. (laughs) Another thing, too, is the entrance, the main entrance was not where we went. We had to go through like this like middle entrance, like the employee-only entrance. And we walked in there, and they give us like this fly or whatever, and everything in the the store is 20 or 30% off because of its employee event. So because of that, my mom's like, well, I asked her, like, can I get a toy? She's like, yeah, because it's, you know, it's a deal. So right. I go over to that toy section. I can still picture this toy section. And they've got the Hasbros. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to get a Hasbro. And because it was the, the store was brand new, it was fully stocked. They got everything there. Yeah. So I'm kind of scanning. And I and I got two figures in my hand. I'm like, I can get one. I've got Bret Hart. And I've got The Undertaker. I'm like, oh, man. And to me, I ended up picking The Undertaker. <laughs> because even though I liked. What a decision. I liked Bret Hart. Because you could picture like me you know, yeah. and I like. Yeah. Him, him and Han over this. <laughs> well, I was like, come on. And come on, you little jerk. I probably could have like weaseled my way into both of them. But I, you know, I was, I was like, I felt like if I like 
tried to like push my luck. She'd be like, you're not getting anything. Yeah. Um, just the way it was. So I, even though I liked Bret Hart more as a wrestler, I picked Undertaker's. Undertaker seemed cooler to mm-hmm. me. Cause I remember my uncle would always kind of like tease me about liking wrestling so much. He still kind of does. And, uh, he would say, you know, I, I liked the Undertaker. Like he loved the Undertaker. That was a cool yeah. character. I was like, I'm going to get the Undertaker. So I go, I'm going to get this one. She's like, I'm like, okay, great. So I put it in there. In okay, my, great. <laughs> she might have said that. She might have said, okay, throw it in the cart. Yeah. So we go to check out, and like the whole time I'm sweating because we had the incident earlier with, like, I'm thinking we're going to go check out. Like, okay, what's your kid's name? What's their address? Social. Right. You know, because if, if this is full price. I'm not getting this Hasbro figure. I'm not getting him. Yeah. So we check out. We get the figure. I get home. I bust him open. And we talked about it in our Hasbro Mania show. He won best Hasbro figure ever because of the action. He's yeah, got, he did. He's got the punch. He's got the the, the choke slam, all that stuff. I still you can have do Tombstone with them. Yeah, you can. You can, you can you punch can him. Choke slam. Yeah. Clothesline, all that stuff. And he, I still have that original figure. I mm-hmm. still have him. He's in my ring down there. And over the years, I've thought about uh, getting another one for, on the card. Because this is such a good memory to me for, I mean, you always know this, but people don't know. My mom passed away in 2009 from colon cancer. And I still have uh, really, like, I when when people in your life pass away, like friends or family or whatever, you, you have memories of them, obviously, big memories. But certain ones stand out. And I don't know, and I have a bunch of them, obviously, with my mom and my friend Brandon I talked about earlier. But for some reason, this one always stuck in my head. And I don't know why. Because I think... It, it all comes back to wrestling, as we talk about here all the time in the show, is everything's wrestling. Yeah. And getting this, I'm like, you know, I got to get this, I have to get this, like, display. Cause, like, I, I don't, I think I'm never going to, I'm going to forget it. Like, I got to get it this tattooed on my arm type of thing. But no yeah. offense to people that do that. That's awesome. Just not for me. And, uh, I was just like, I got to do this. So every time I look up at this, this toy up here, I'll start to think of it, the moment, the memory and stuff like that. And it's really cool. So yeah. I, I, it's important for me to get it. And funny story about this too. So I mentioned I've been getting a bunch of crap in the mail lately. I have every time you come, she, she's rolling her eyes at me. <laughs> like, oh my God, what is this? What is that? Like, what did you get now? Mm-hmm. So I, um, the, the box came for this and I knew what it was and it came a day early, which is always a great surprise. Yeah. When it tracks for Saturday, it tries right. Friday. You're like, oh, hell yeah. Um, it's kind of like going to the store and finding something. Um, I, uh, I pull. I pulled the thing out. I'm walking downstairs. Like I was trying to, try, not trying to hide it because I didn't want her to ask how much I paid for it. And yeah. too. So this card is in pretty great shape too, by the way. Um, so I was like, she's like, "What is that?" Like, kind of like what it like gave me the, that look. I was like, "Well, it's a, it's related to my mom, so don't be a jerk." And she's like, "Oh." I'm like, but don't worry, it's related to it's a toy. <laughs> so then I told his story. Yeah, too, that's so a good she, story though. Yeah, and so, I like that your mom lied. Yeah, <laughs> to, to help get you guys in. <laughs> if there was a deal, yeah, if, if it was it. you, you would have been like, oh, we're not employees, and you would have walked away. <laughs> yes, yes, it's awesome. So Undertaker's my figure Friday last week from the fully posable show too. Right. I sent that submitted to that. So, so that is the main event story. Hope it lived up to the height. A little bit better than your. Uh, it did. <laughs> throw a trash and sting. <laughs> I'm just joking. That was an awesome story too. Uh, everybody had awesome stories this week. Uh, everybody had great mm, nostalgia, sentimental memories for us. I appreciate that. Everyone, thank you so much for sharing. If you didn't get a chance to, please don't be afraid to keep doing it. Thanks to Collector Derek for his trivia question. And thank you, Eric, for being here on this late Thursday night. I still haven't had dinner yet, so I got to have dinner now before I go to bed. And... I think that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, if we don't see you guys 
Have a Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, have a happy holiday season. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, New Year's. Boxing Day. You don't have to celebrate a holiday to get into the spirit of giving and all that stuff. You don't. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Eric, for coming on. Anything else before we wrap up? Nope. Cool. What are you doing for Christmas? Want to come over? So much. Want to come over, play some toys? Uh, Maybe uh, Christmas evening. Christmas evening, that night? Yeah. Maybe. I have Christmas Eve plans and Christmas Day plans. Mm -hmm. And then Christmas late day plans. So that night? Maybe. So Christmas Day, so we can watch SmackDown. We can. There you go. It's tape. I'll, I'll avoid the spoilers. We'll watch them together. I didn't. Watch, I didn't. I didn't uh, read spoilers. Or I'll, I'll, I'll have. I have Final Battle on the DVR. You can watch that. You can see what you missed. <laughs> no, I want to watch SmackDown. Okay. Well, there's a title change. I'm like, I don't want to know. Okay. We'll watch SmackDown. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for the tweets and for the follows and the DMs and all that stuff. Really appreciate the guys. Made this show a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. See you next week.